Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I'm Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about The Expanse Season 3 Episode 9, it's called Intransigence, so full spoilers for the episode as always. So, we got mouse, we got more mouse than we can shake a stick at. Every time we, it is. Every time we get rid of a mou, a new one Another appears one to take its up. place. A whack a mouth. Because we got, we got rid of Julie pretty much and then, sure, Jules, we'd see him in videos and stuff, but we didn't really get him in the show properly until Julia was gone. Yeah. And now that he's in prison, he's away. And we might see him again. We see him got him in flashback this episode. Uh turns out and I this is what I knew from last week. I said I knew something about her her as a character. Right. I knew I knew she was the mouse sister. Uh, but um well not Melba's a real name, I I, I would I'd guess no. because they made a point of not saying her name in the flashback. I, I was they noticing did, this. Which is why I, I think probably not. It's probably a cover. Yeah. Because uh, they kept saying Julie, I'm like, alright, someone say it to the other sister now, come on, someone say yeah, her name. And, and they, they call her Melba something, right? You know when they were reading the, the log reports? Yes. So, yeah. the whole thing's name. probably an alias, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so we're inside the ring. We're not on the other side of the ring, not yet. We're inside the ring. There's a... a uh, an inner layer. A bubble, as they kept calling it. They kept yes, calling it a transitionary bubble. area. Um, and they're inside, and they're moving really slow. And they have control, and there's definitely like because they actually figure out later on like one of the uh, the, the probes that Mars send in, they kept sending them in at faster and faster speeds to figure out <laughs> what the threshold was, <laughs> and one of them you know the first one that went okay so we have a speed limit now, that's good to know, right? Um, yeah. And they're in this pickle. Their communications are fried. Uh, they can't talk to anyone. Their weapons aren't working. They're they're basically screwed, and they can tell that the, the, the one thing that hit the edge of the bubble got destroyed, so they're like, okay, so we keep moving, and we die, we go back, we get arrested, the ship is taken, we act evasively, we probably get shot down, although, the missiles aren't working, the missiles are just, like the one from last episode, is just kind of like slowly crawling, and then getting pulled into the nucleus of this, this, this bubble. Yeah, which implies that it kind of has its own, or implies to me at least, it has its own sort of gravity. That's because the missiles are pretty small, yeah. So it's a fa- it's pulling the missiles, but the ships are big enough to avoid it. Yeah, either a small amount of gravity, or um, I don't want to say magnetism, but like no, I, I, yeah, that's yeah. I, I thought magnetism, but that would affect the whole ship because we know the ships are magnetic. True, true, true. The mag boots. Yeah. True. Yeah, but you get you get weaker and stronger magnets that wouldn't work against a heavier object. So no, no, it's true, it's true. But again, they're moving at slow speeds. Would there be some drift? Uh, maybe I don't know. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure how scientifically, because obviously this show has been known for being very accurate to science and trying to like you know play inside the rules that are established in physics. I'm not sure how much of this bubble is based on any sort of theoretical knowledge of something. No, it's true because obviously this is beyond our rules they can kind of do what they want and here if, if they want to say things act funny because they do and come up with a, with, with whatever and, and reason to be fair, they want alex is constantly just looking like okay that's good to know okay right we won't do that like he's, he's constantly like okay, okay i'll note knowledge. these things yeah. down because these are important and we're gonna die if i don't so yeah. there, was, there, was, there was some stuff in there um so and basically holden is trying to talk to miller again because he doesn't know what to do no, no, no one knows what to do. So he's trying, he's trying to talk to Miller. Miller's not appearing, so he's getting pissed. Uh, in fact, one of the f- funniest scenes in the entire episode... With Alex, right? As Alex comes to the door, yep. and he's just... He's, he's, he's ready to knock. And he's like, I don't want to interrupt you. And the door just slides open, and Holden's just standing there, so it's like, oh, I, I didn't want to interrupt you in case you were, you know... Uh, yeah. 
and then the door just shuts again. <laughs> and you just hear him scream, Mela! <laughs> and I was just like, okay then, and just walks away. <laughs> it's so good. Um, I actually, I like that they're acting just, you know, weird enough about Miller, or, yeah, or Holden having this Miller thing, but at the same time, they're not acting completely like, oh my god, he's lost his mind, because they know enough about the proto-molecule that they're not, they're not willing to just write it off as, okay, he's crazy now. Yeah, and I think there was, you know, verifiable information in that, hey, it said to go slow, so let's go slow. So even if, even if they're like, okay, it's just a manifestation of Holden's mm. mind, and, you know, it's just subconscious putting things together, I think they're like, just let him do it because it worked. It was right. It's also the way he's um, he's carrying the information as well. Because at one point he even says to them, "Oh, this started when the ring activated, but ever since we went through here, it's stopped." Um, you know, so he's like, because he's actually went back and checked when it started, and it's lined up with this event, and it's okay. That's related to the proto molecule. There's there's, there's there's enough wiggle room in there for the characters to not immediately just go, "He's crazy." Yeah. There's enough for that. That said, Amos might be crazy, but that's unrelated to anything else. I, I, I think on. that's something we could have said about Amos for a long time, though. <laughs> oh, I love Amos so much. Uh, yeah. I, I love after everything goes down, um, with you know, with, with the, the pair of them getting the airlock and getting sent out into space, I love that Holden's like, you know, I wish you'd cleared it with me. He's like, oh, sorry, Captain. He's like, that's fine. Whatever. But, yeah, <laughs> just, I probably okay. would have said okay anyway. I probably would have said yeah, but, I mean, you know, it would have been nice. The courtesy of just... Having uh, yeah. getting the word from me would have been nice, is all I'm saying. So that was good. Um, so it turns out actually that um, Cohen he he swapped out the thingy, but he didn't he didn't know what he was doing. He he was just he thought it was just to get a back door into the system so they could like monitor more things. He's always been paid off, but not actually been told what this was for. Yeah, because he thought it was to get you know extra information that they wouldn't share for the documentary. Yeah, which implies that. You know, whoever, at least to me, whoever did this is involved in the documentary on some level. You know, like the, the you know producer credit sort of thing. Uh, possibly, I, I could almost see it being like a Melba. Almost was like a, I was like a, a hot tip from her. Like she sort of contacted him, and said, "Hey, like I've got extra info maybe, for you." Maybe, maybe, maybe through one of. I mean, I mean, we don't know where the funding for the documentaries come from. Maybe through one of the the Mao companies. Um. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Maybe, maybe Melba just set that whole thing up in the first place. Yeah, that's that's possible. Um, I'm thinking. I mean, unless Melba herself is one that like sort of technically producing it, I feel like it's probably more of like a chain through people that it's not. Oh yeah, like, yeah. She she wants yeah. that deniability and distance yeah. for sure. Uh, more on her motivations later because obviously we get yeah. some of that. But also, I really hope we get a, a real name soon because I don't oh. like just calling the Melba when I'm pretty sure that's not it. What else we got to go on though? Mouth three. <laughs> I'm not calling her Mouth three. <laughs> so I'm fine. Another little moment I really laughed at that I thought was hilarious is when he's putting them into the. When Amos is putting them into a lot, and Alex sort of catches them, and he's like, "Now nah, look, we'll leave them behind." And he's, you know, and he's, he's to be fair, Amos, he's telling him to put on suits. He's like, "Here, put on the helmet. Make sure you put that on. That'll be safe." He's calling yeah, them. Al- Alex thinks he's just spacing them to kill yeah. them at first. He's like, "No, we'll leave them behind. Mars will pick them up. There's no comms. They can sort of pass on what's happened." And Alex, is like, "Hey, ideally, guys, can you tell us that we didn't blow up that other ship? Thanks." Yeah, quite a good word for us. <laughs> Um, but my favourite part of it was Amos is like I was just going to send the camera guy but you know with the gloves you know he, he's blind yeah <laughs> that me up he actually got a good look at his hands at one point in this episode when he was being grabbed uh, yeah. I was like that's kind of creepy I was like Ugh. It, it almost just kind of looked like uh, when you get out of the shower and you've been in the water too long and your yeah, fingers really go all wrinkly yeah, yeah, yeah it looked no. kind of like that 
from a distance. I, I can see what you're saying. Uh, but yeah, so he, he does a bit of torture. He threatens to kill Monarchy at one point to get her to talk, but they don't know anything. Um, but Amos is trying his best. He's trying his best. <laughs> in, in his own way. And to be fair, he actually does try, because he pulls out a thing and he's like, hey, Alex, he gets on the comms. He's like, Alex, can you, can you fix this? He's like, that's not the only thing. He's like, yeah, that's what I thought. Oh, well, I'll take it from here. Turn off cams, pulls out gun, right, talk. <laughs> <laughs> hey, his way sometimes works. Subtype, not this time. Subtype works. Yeah, yeah. I mean, works. I mean, this time they didn't really have anything to know, to share, no. unfortunately. No, of course not. But uh, So all builds up, of course. Holden's trying his best to get uh, get Miller to appear again. And he does. And this time Miller, you know, this is towards the end of the episode, Miller is not as... He's not as completely silly sounding. I mean, he's still talking about crime scenes, and Holden even calls him and says, "Hey, none of this crime scene bullshit. Just tell me what what, what you know." It's, it, the difference is it's not incoherent this time. Yeah, that, this time it feels more like a straight story that he's telling, uh, and he's like, "Okay, fine." And he just like all this signs gobbledygook, and then Holden's just like, "All right, back to the crime scene." Yeah, back to the crime scene, Miller. Back to the crime scene. Understood that before. Yeah, uh, again, also pretty funny. It, it, the show, it's not funny too often, but every so often it just knows when to slip in a really good little... I feel like it is, you know, a couple of times an episode. Yeah. It's, it, it's just enough that and you never say it's a funny show. Yeah, it's not a comedy but, by any means, but... But it always has these these moments, just every episode, just, just a little light moment here or there with the timing. Yeah, um, so... So he's like, hey, yeah, you have to go into the, into the nucleus, you have to go into the centre... That's where you're going to go. And at first, I'm just thinking he means the ship. It's not until the too, yeah. yeah, it's not until the final uh, moment where you see Holden. He's on the outside the ship. You know, he's on one of the suits. And you're like, wait, is he going to just float to the nucleus on his own? What? And he just yeah, that's how we end the episode. We end with this, him this just kind of yeah. This is why I'm thinking gravity because much like a missile, he's pretty small. It should pull him in. I imagine he'll aim himself at it though, just to uh, uh, sure. Yeah, I think that's what he was doing it on his visor, setting a direction. Yeah. But I, I think if I don't think he needed to that much. I, I feel like it probably would have pulled him in. Yeah. yeah Which, you know, once again, we're ending the episode very similar to that. And this is, this is not a criticism. This is just me saying, late last week, we're ending with, oh, we're getting into a thing. Oh, what's in the thing? Yeah. And it's funny, because I said last week, oh, I'd be interested to see, uh, you know, if we didn't get any of this stuff inside the ring until, you know, you know have an episode off and just see everyone on the outside mm. and their reaction. I mean, it started off like that. But that went out the window when everyone decided to just follow them in. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, like Mars goes in, um, the the behemoth does go in eventually. They're kind of on their way, and then they they go in before the end of the episode. So yeah. it's like no, no, because that's the thing. The Martian fleet say, "Hey, no one else come in," because they send like a probe back out to talk to them again because they can't communicate through the ring, and they come back out like, "Hey, we recommend no one else comes in here until you know." Like we've maybe sort of figured some of this stuff out, but of course Earth and the Belt are like, ah, screw that! You're gonna just steal whatever's in there for yourself. We're coming in, you know, tally ho. Yep, yep. So it's a, it's, a, it's a whole thing. Um, so the obviously we're getting more fantastical here, um, and it's definitely a different set of visuals. It's actually I never actually realised how big the ring was. There was one shot of the Behemoth going in mm. from a distance and i didn't even realize it was the behemoth until it zoomed in and i went oh shit how big is this ring yeah no i was the same uh, i think it, this is you know it's such a different style it's, it maybe highlights where the the effects budget sometimes is lacking because mm. usually this show's very good at its effects but i think you know when you have like the ships going through the the, the into the ring mm. and it because it has such an unreal quality to it 
it doesn't quite hold up with all the realistic elements. That's such a weird line to walk on. It is. How yeah. do you make something that we can't really conceive to look yeah. realistic? No, I agree. It, it very intentionally looks alien, right? Yeah. And I get that. But it does just highlight the budget just a touch more than everything else does. Hmm. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I think there's a point where it's just a big blue pool. It's a really simple effect. Yeah. And, and you know, I'm not going to call it, I don't think it ever looks bad, but just noticeably not quite up to the standard as some of the other stuff. It's fine. Once we get through this nucleus and into the other side of space, wherever we're going, uh, we can have just fancy spaceships. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. I, I, mean, I have no idea what's going to be another end. I, I, I don't know either. I'm half expecting Holden to get to this nucleus and it to be like the, the, the scene from 2001, you know, the, the infinite scene. Yeah, that or, you know, like the one in Interstellar. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, just just one of these style of moments. I mean, hell, if they even want to start playing the music from 2001, they can. I, I'm not even going to complain. Hey, everyone else does it. <laughs> yeah, but it's just as a joke now. Now if it comes up, it's like an ironic kind of use of it. It is, it is. See, see a recent Dear White People with a, a certain fountain scene, for example. I, I'd, I'd be okay if they played the monolith music when we kind of get closer to it. Oh, that would fit. That never gets old. In fact, that was in uh, the new Godzilla movie, and I thought that was a very good use of the, oh, the monolith they, it, music. It, again, uh, it's one of the standout moments of the, the, the trailer. You know, that first Godzilla mm. trailer where they're jumping out the uh, out the jet and you have that music as they're dropping. Oh, that is a fantastic! It's kind of, it's a piece of music that's come to mean, and it would work in the context of the show. It's a piece of music that's come to mean something bigger than we can comprehend. Yeah, the unknown. Yeah, um, but in like a sort of biblical way, not just like a little thing that's unknown. This is something that is bigger than humanity that yeah. we don't know about, right? That's, yeah. that's 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 what it's come to be the theme for. So it worked in Godzilla because it's all giant monsters now, ah, yeah. you know, in a more serious way. But with this, it's all there's you know first con, and that's the thing, Anna refers to it as this is first contact this yeah they're the f- all thinking this that, that's what they're thinking and it makes sense like if this happened in real life and there was a big ring that appeared out of this, this thing I'd be like yeah there's aliens in the other side of that thing we're, we're about to meet aliens that's what's happening that, that's the thing this show has never told us that there's alien life you know the, the proto-molecule is kind of pushing it but even then we you know there's never been certainty I mean it, it depends if you count that as alive right exactly but, but we're assuming even if it's tech someone designed it right yeah it, it came from somewhere so there must have been something at some point in history. Yes. But And obviously we, never... we 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 went nuts last week with, you know, as a civilization that's not there anymore, as you know Right, so right. So but forth. the but the point is the show it, it never went down the alien route for such a long time. Even though we were dealing with this element of, of alien origin. I think that's what makes it special. It's been such a slow build to it. It's, it's been such yeah. a slow build and it's unknown to all the characters and they're they're thinking it because it's the natural thing to think at this point. Yeah, they're doing the same as us. They've put the pieces yeah. together and gone. This this feels like aliens, which is good because it makes us relate to the characters. Even though the vast majority, right, of people on on Earth have never been into space, right, we still relate to all these characters because their mystery, their speculation of what might be on the other side of that ring, is completely in line with us. It's completely yeah. with us and how we're thinking about it. So we're along for the ride. Um, so Absolutely. that's very neat. So, so you got you got that. Obviously, Naomi is you know, it's almost worth a little cheer moment actually when you realise she's going back to the ship. She's like, no, I'm, I can't stay here. Um, I particularly like the scene with Drummer when she's leaving. Yeah, small touch I really loved here is mm. she lost her accent again for this scene. Ah, yeah. It's like, it's like she's been 
forcing to put it on for everyone yeah yeah because we had a, we had a, a little bit of a conversation as to whether or not she was putting it on to fit in or whether it had just come back to her mm. uh, i feel like now she was kind of just maybe not entirely but she was playing it up yeah to fit in because i like the um of oh, ashford he's a new character yes. i'm not not, not remembering his name quite yet ashford comes out to talk to her because you know when he realizes like she's still upset that she you know the, the rassia may have been destroyed and obviously they find out from mars that it's probably not destroyed because otherwise why are they pursuing it pursuing it right right yeah, yeah. they're saying no we're, we're, we're going after it again it was reasonable deduction that lines up with what you, what you yes. would think and he gives her this speech about Oh, you think it's worth going back, but don't let nostalgia kind of play on playing your memory. Like you left for a reason, and it kind of backfires because, as she points out in the scene, she left the OPA long before she left the Rassi, and it was her leaving the Rassi to come back to the OPA, which was the nostalgia. That was her, you know, remembering her time fondly as part of that group. It is, and I think it's interesting that maybe she can never quite go back to to the Rassi because, you know. Ashford wasn't wrong. She she moved on. She was ready to leave for a reason. So, is there? You know, she has to go to somewhere new. She can't just be part of the OPA, but she can't just be part of our, you know, the Rassi crew. I'm not ready to jump to that. I I I see no reason to think she can't go back to the Rassi. I, I think. No, 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 no. I think she could. But I'm just, you know, I'm just questioning if, if it's possible. I I think the, the the fact that they even tease, oh, this is a job for Naomi, right? One of them basically says that earlier yeah. on in the episode. I think. It's clearly saying that Naomi belongs with this group. She's part of that crew. Um, and I, I feel like... I mean, there'll be bumps along the road. I mean, there always was. There always will be. But she's built such a, a family with those characters. Um, mm. to, to me, this is the end of her realising that. I, I don't think we're going down a path of her now being like, oh, I can't fit in here either. Oh, I need to go somewhere else. Yeah, um, fair enough. I, I think this is her going back to the crew and staying, uh, unless, you know, otherwise forced. If she gets back there before something happens to the ship, because she's, she's on her way... She's on her way in the little skiff. Yeah, <laughs> obviously she she can't contact them because their comms are down. Yes, yes. She'll have to fix that when she gets there. I'll, I'll after that, actually, because when uh, Holding comes out, okay, what's the damage is it? after they've been looking at it? Like, oh, well, I mean, whatever they put in our circuits, like, oh, it's, it's going to take an entire repair team. And I'm like, Naomi's got it. When Naomi gets there, she'll fix the entire thing. It'll be fine. Yeah. I, I think, alternatively, what might be more interesting is if if the, you know, the... the, the potentially surrendering to the martians right if the martians catch them and they're going all oh, the martians will take the ship back but i wonder if it's possible you know we, we say is well maybe they won't maybe the martians will let them keep it and maybe they repair it for them you know as a gesture of goodwill depending on what goes down coming up oh here. yeah I think, I think that highly depends on what goes down i wonder if it, bobby's on that ship is she vouching for them exactly yeah. I, I, you know i'm not ready to say that's going to be what happens but depending on what what actions take place i think it's a possible outcome uh, i mean if, if draper even appears this season i expect to see her on the ship maybe at some point uh I, I don't know if she's even on one of these ships though she may not even be at the the ring she might be back uh, she might not be yeah yeah um because alex had that scene with her I, I don't remember where she said she specifically was i knew she was on a ship but yeah but it might be you know classified well it could be yeah um i i think you know uh what could be interesting though is if if i were the martians I'd have her on that ship. She's got experience killing a protomolecule thing. I'd want her front front line. <laughs> that is true. I, I I would concur with that. Um, but yeah, no, nah, Naomi's stuff was. Uh, I thought I thought it was a heartwarming little little subplot. I I felt like her making that choice, and I especially at the scene with Drummer because Drummer kind of confronts her about it. She's locked the you know the door down, and is like, I wasn't. I didn't understand why I would do this. Like, why would who would desert us at a time like this? You know, she calls it desertion. 
Um, yeah, and Ashford, she mentions that Ashford has told her to do this, you know, advised yeah. her to do this, and obviously he knew what was going to happen after he, after he spoke to Naomi. It was specifically her he was thinking of. Yeah, and obviously she says, you know, you were going to leave without saying a word, and she's like, well, I was scared you wouldn't let me go. And she, she that's when she unlocks the door. It's like, you underestimate me. And it's like, yeah, okay, they, they clearly care about each other. Like, that, that's something I've seen before. And this is like a sort of bittersweet goodbye, but she respects that Naomi's making this choice. I, th- I think drummers, you know, I, I think one of the things I said when Naomi came to this ship and we had Naomi here is like, okay, we've got one of our main characters here, so we care about this ship a bit more. I feel like they've done a- enough here with Naomi and Drummer that I think Drummer's now her character here. Drummer's now the one we're she's, rooting she's for. She's enough here. to carry it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, drummer's clearly becoming a bigger character than she has been. You know, first couple of seasons she was there. She was, you know, near near Johnson. She, she was mostly just background, though. Yeah, she she had a small bit. She had the episode with uh, with with Naomi, of course, and she's had her, had her moments. But it feels like she's kind of growing into something, which is nice to see. It's nice, it's nice to see a smaller character become something Agreed, bigger. Yeah. Um. So that's really cool. Uh. But no, it was it was heartwarming. Uh. So we had Anna on the ship uh, on the Earth ship, which is going to go into the ring as well. Yeah. Isn't in yet. Uh, Mel- evacuating all the non-military personnel yes because it might be dangerous all the non-military personnel are getting shifted back it's pretty reasonable Anna however talks uh, this other woman uh, whose name I did not quite catch uh, a, a another sort of prodigy character a rich prodigy who who basically blackmailed her way into staying because you know the, the exo was going to retire and take a job with her father's company or something like that and Anna kind of like, okay, can you kind of <laughs> wrangle this for me as well? And what I liked is she, there's a there's a priest that's been with her, right? And he was also sort of saying how disappointing it was that they were going to have to leave. And then she's like, hey, we don't have to leave. I, I got our place. And he's like, no, nah, I kind of want to go. Like, you know, God's not here with us. I'll talk. And yeah. I think the, the line that sticks out is he's like, no, 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 I have a family. Yeah, that stuck. Because a big thing with Anna's character, even you know before this plot line was, oh, she should be going back to her family. And her wife and her daughter want her back. And she keeps not going. Um, and here she specifically makes a choice to go into a dangerous unknown territory <laughs> instead yeah. of going back to her family. And she leaves that message for her wife. She's, she's like, yeah, okay, by the time you get this, I'll have already went through. I won't be able to contact you again until I get come back out. Um, and it, did, did, did she even send it? Because obviously she, fin- she cuts off before she finished talking. I wasn't sure if it was just a... No, I can't do this. I can't send this message. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's like a like she's like, oh, that was bad. I'm going to do another ten takes of it before I get the perfect message, or if it's just a case of I'm just not sending it, or she yeah. sent that exact one because it ended very abruptly and kind of without an ending. It was kind of just, did, yeah, you know. Uh, so but I think it's interesting because it, it paints her as kind of selfish, right? You know, that, that's the point with the the other woman that she's with. You know, when she's like, why do you want to stay? Why do you want to do this? And, you know, she starts off and like, oh, it's a miracle. It's all this big. And, you know, and ultimately she kind of gets out to us because, you know, she wants to experience this for herself. Yeah. And I don't think that's that's selfish in and of itself. Uh, maybe lying about it and pretending that it's something she has to be there for or, you know, anything like that. It reminds me a lot of Alex, actually. Remember Alex had his thing with his family where he sent the message back saying, hey, I've kind of realized that I, I like this is the life for me, like out here doing mm. this. This is what gives me purpose. Um, now, Anna clearly loves her, her wife and kid, right? She clearly does, right? It's definitely a, a good, loving relationship. But, and even even a Vassarala to an extent, where a Vassarala, like, she's got her husband, but so often she'll have to spend time away from him because she's so dedicated to her, her purpose or job yeah. or mission. And we see, like, a glimpse of her at one point. She's, you know, doing a doing an address to the, the I don't want to say nation, the, 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 the solar system. Yeah. 
Or recalling all the, the, the non-military personnel. And yeah. you know, it's like, hey, stuff's going down. Yeah, which I think will probably be the extent of what we get of Vassarala, this, this plot line. There's just little bits like that. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I don't think there's anything she can do until there's some concrete information yeah. for her. Yeah, I think we're going to be focusing on the people who are at the ring and going through the ring and whatever we're doing with that stuff. Um, but no, it was, it was interesting from Anna's... Anna's and I, I think her having this thirst to actually go through with this and actually meet something. like to, it's all Because it, it almost sounds like, okay, she's been religious all of her life and she's believed in these things, but she wants some kind of concrete... Not not proof of her religion, but something. Something magical, yeah, no, almost. No, I agree. But I, you know, like I said, I do think it is... Uh, selfish because you know like when the when the priest says you know no, i've got a family she doesn't even think twice about her you know like she she doesn't react to you know what well, you know she doesn't you know come back with you know so have i she kind of just brushes over it i disagree she does go to send her message after, no i but... disagree that she doesn't react i think that's an incorrect statement okay the look in her face when he says that is there it's the it's in there Okay, she doesn't respond. It yeah, would have probably been a better, yeah. There's right. a reaction to it though. That that sentence hits her. You can see it in her eyes. It does, but it doesn't. It doesn't phase her enough to to think about changing her mind. Not to change her mind, but I think that's what prompts the message back. That's what prompts. Mm. Oh shit! I should probably send something. That up yeah, until this point, she's not even been thinking about that. Um, yeah. but I, I think that's the line that stings as soon as he says that. So, um. Yeah, so that, that stuff's interesting. She obviously she runs into Melba a couple of times, who's also because all all, the, all these engineers are leaving as well, but she's staying behind. She has a couple of moments where she's like, "Hey," because they're, they're they're cleaning out the guy's locker from last episode who she killed. And it's like, "Hey, show some respect," and it's like, you know, she, she is definitely feeling guilty about that as well. Yeah, especially since uh, he wrote a really nice report about her. You know, it's like, oh yeah, yeah. she's unexperienced, but there's a lot of potential. She's worth maybe training. Yeah, yeah. She... G- gaps in the knowledge, but worth. I think I think the phrase worth investing in. Yes. Um, and she ends up leaving a message on like the communicator and like his belongings that's going back home uh, for like his family to find and potentially pass on to her I father. I think it was his, his kid, whoever. You know, I can't remember yeah. what, how because he says, you know, I, "I worked with your dad." Yeah, and she's like, "Hey, you know," and that's that's the thing. Obviously, a lot of her scenes prompted into these flashbacks. They explained who she was. Uh, we had her, Julie, and and Jules all kind of in this scene as a banquet. Uh, they, she's a... got a jaw. That, that's just all. Her name has to be with a J, right? That does, yeah. Jules, Julie. <laughs> it'll be one of. The, it'll be, yeah, it'll be a J name. I, I don't know. It which has one. to be. There's, but... there's no way. It's the the only good reason for it not being is you know the idea that no, she was the out. She was always kind of the outsider of the family Wh- in which some is, ways. Which is kind of the thing. She's Kate. Like Jules, clearly cared more about Julie, right? He, she was the one with potential, she was a star, you know, race spaceship racer, she, she's, you yeah. know, all these things. And this party's been thrown for her. This was, you know, Melba throws the party, she does all these things, and then she's just mad that the party's ruined because Julie has a fit and fights with her dad, and now the whole thing's for shit. And she tries to talk to her, and the whole thing, you know, ultimately, like, by the end of the episode, we kind of see that her motivation seems to be I'm going to earn my father's respect. I'm going to get revenge on the people who put my father in prison. You know. Yeah. So more than anything else, I think we can say fairly safely at this point is that the whole bomb being planted, all of this is to frame Holden. All of this is to get back at him. I agreed. Yeah. Because at first, uh, I wasn't sure. If, you know, she was just using Holden as the the face to to yeah. get through, to attack the belt, but. I'm not sure she actually cares about the belt that much. I think that was just a, an easy way of smearing Holden. 
I, I think it was just a simple thing of let's make the other ship shoot at him. I think she expected that to happen, and now that it's not, she's like sort of playing it by ear and going into the. You know, I'm going to stay mm. and go into the ring because that's where he's went. Like, I f- yeah, I, I want confirmation. That that's that's the feeling I'm getting. Right. They, could, they could add more to it and swerve me a little bit more, but right now that's what I feel is happening with her. Yeah, no, I agree. So it's interesting. Um, I'm almost laughing though. I wonder if in season four we get uh, another Mo. Like, do we get a, a little brother or something? How, how many Mo's can we keep? I know. I, I don't think we need another one after we saw these flashbacks. I will say, actually, on the flashback, it's kind of weird to see flashbacks on Earth. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you know, just to break away to flashbacks like this, it's not something this show does. Eh, not too often. Um... It's it's done it before, I think, but it's not been a a regular occurrence. Eh, I've nothing to say. It can't do it occasionally, though. No, no, it just it felt weird to uh, to break uh, away to to this. I think we're so used to shows that have like a flashback structure where they have like X amount of flashbacks on a regular basis that maybe it's just weird to us now that oh one a show will just do it for one episode and it's fine. <laughs> like... No, no, it's it, it's the same thing. You know, um, you know, like with 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 the uh, you know Star Wars, for example. It just it just doesn't do flashbacks, right? It's just not a thing that it does. Well, except for the fact that it made three movies that are all one big flashback, but other than that. No, no, no. Yeah, you know, that's a bit, you know, within the movie, there's not flashbacks. And maybe they should have said, hey, that was a good idea not doing flashbacks. Let's not do movies that are just entire flashbacks. Hey, I'm not disagreeing. I'm not saying flashbacks are a good thing. I'm saying that, you know, they may, they, they, that, that, there's an identity, there's a conscious choice not to have them. Hey, I'm not saying so flashbacks are. Having them would feel weird, and it's the same here. I'm not saying flashbacks in general are a bad thing. I'm just saying flashbacks in Star Wars are a terrible thing, clearly. Because <sighs> the people suck. Been. Rogue One sucks. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. No, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not defending the prequels, but Rogue One doesn't. Han Solo definitely doesn't. I don't know, I didn't see it. I'm out. I'm out of Star Wars. I'm done. Yeah, give it time. Give I, it I've time. got Expanse every year to watch. I'm fine. I don't need Star Wars. It's all right. Yeah, once it has the home release, Matt will stick it in, a, in an overload. Oh no, that's banned. That's banned from the Overload. No, you can't ban that. No, it's, I can. It, your only restriction for Overload, I believe, is it has to be a movie you love. <laughs> Some new rules can always be put in place. Amendments yeah. can be made. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Mel- Melba's Melba's on the hunt. That's basically that's it. Yes. Yeah. Um, that was the episode. That was the episode. It was very yeah. focused again. Uh, we spent almost the entire time in or outside the ring, just kind of in that that general area. Just, uh, everything was every. Uh, you know, we haven't speak about how this show where it does all these different characters, but it's always a reaction to an event. Mm-hmm. This is okay. No, someone has gone into that ring now. What do we do? What's the reaction yeah. to that? That is this entire episode is just reacting to that event. Yeah, everything's about that. Obviously, the behemoth goes in towards the end. The Earth ships are you know about to go in. So we're we're really getting into the gritty of this. And I'm expecting I'm, this show's never really done trippy before, but if it's going to do a trippy, I feel like the next Now's episode's the, the one yeah. that's going to be trippy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, interesting to see. Yeah, and what happens? You know, does Naomi get to the ship, meets up with the other guys, and they're like, "Oh shit, we have to go save Holden because they don't." You know, they're like, "Well, Holden's just floating into the middle of this thing. What's what's going to happen when he gets there?" I mean, I'm fairly confident it'll be fine because I trust I trust Ghost Miller to. <laughs> Someone will guide him, yeah. Yeah, for so I don't know what I trust him to do exactly, but I trust him to succeed in what he's doing. I I don't believe if he always wanted to kill Holden, they could just I don't know zap the uh, ship maybe. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, they wouldn't have if if he wanted him dead, he wouldn't have told him to come in slowly. Yes, exactly. So there's a there's a purpose in mind here. Yes, th- th- this is 
probably the first contact. Like this Miller talking to Holden is first contact, right? Quite possibly, yeah. Or at least first communication, and that's well. As arguably, I suppose people who have been possessed by the proto molecule have already said a few things here or there. But so it's, I guess yeah, it's debatable. I, get, I think it all depends on whether or not you, the the proto molecule is a life form in of itself. Yes. Because if it's not, this is this is no different to you know an alien race finding one of the you know the 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 golden record that we shot into space, right? Mm. That's yeah, it's it's communication. There's something there, but it's not. You know, unless there's something speaking through Miller from the other side, like an actual alien saying, you know, having this conversation, just using the, the Miller's face. But I, I don't think that's the case here. It doesn't feel like it. No, that that is episode episode nine. We we got four left of the season. Uh, very curious to see where we go. Yeah, I'm almost wondering if we don't even get to like the the full on other side of this bubble until like the last episode. I can feel I feel that being you know okay that's next season right that's the I can see that being the cliffhanger that'll be the final shot it'll be the first glimpse of yeah you know, how many how many episodes have we got left four yeah it's feasible it's feasible but at the same time I could see it being next episode end the next episode and then there's a few of like oh okay the first kind of like steps inside this other side of the the, the world or the universe. Yeah. Like, yeah. what are we doing? But no, Expanse, episode 9. Uh, let us know what you thought of this one in the comments below. Like and subscribe and all that stuff. Get us in the Twitters at mailed underscore fudge for channel updates. If you want to support the channel, head over to patreon.com slash mailfudgetv. There's a link in the description. Uh, but otherwise, that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys. Have you got any vanilla?